Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Today's episode of Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor for my podcast, as well as the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With just two taps on your phone, you can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event, and you can enter that event just using your phone. No paper tickets. Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Well, um, yeah, that, okay, in 2016, um, the Warriors lost the, the NBA championship after being up 3-1, to one. the Cubs won the World Series, Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election. But not the uh, popular vote. And to Donald Trump. To yeah. Donald Trump, and, and, um, and Brock Lesnar just got squashed by Bill Goldberg <laughs> in the main event at the Survivor Series. I don't even know... I don't. I just tweeted out that people should send us their questions, and I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even joking now. This is the. These are what we have. What with uh, in all caps with 12 A's. Uh, WTF was that? Um, let me see what else. Why? Just lowercase. Why? And um. WTF just happened. What? W T W U T. Why that finish? Why? What in the hell just happened? Uh, here's my question. WTF. Like, this is literally every single thing that I'm getting here. This is the receipt from um, Oh, no, from wait, wait. Is Dave Schilling 30. actually mm. Bernard from Westworld? That's a separate question. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, okay, thank you. That's Bernard. the appropriate answer. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I think I, I have slightly more hair than Jeffrey Wright. You never want to, like, guess wrong, like, you know, if you're going to make a black guy comparison, because then you just look racist. Yeah, that's, right. that's like, exactly oh. right. Um, I'm just glad that you picked someone so handsome. To be my doppelganger. That's a good call. He's, he's a really good-looking guy. guy. Yeah. Good a hell of an actor too. too. Yeah. yeah. He, he used to he used to live in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. We're totally off subject, but he, there was also a bartender there who looked exactly like Jeffrey Wright. And you would often feel like you were, you'd be like, oh, Jeffrey Wright was here yesterday. And so he'd be like, you mean that guy? And you would feel like a racist every time you were in the bar. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was the main event. Uh, Goldberg, there's no what does this say? Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in, in 30 seconds, uh, and then paraded around with his with his son. Um, in the ring, I tried to get everyone here to take their shirts off. Nobody no. was game. That no was way. the weirdest part of the match. What? Was that was the, the weirdest part of the match? The young Checking child. Checking out Goldberg's son's nipples. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know they what to do. They were smaller than even I Guys, let's just, go around the room. let's just go around the room. Mm. Let's just go around the room here. <laughs> and, and you can either tell me what you th- where you think this is going, do we think, or what we think the backstage conversation before this was. Uh, what do you think they were getting at here? Saint Germain, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you I go mean, first? I mean, you know, I, I, I do. I, I, I'm a Lesnar mark, so I'm bummed out about this whole thing. And yeah. uh, I'm a Heyman mark. I'm a Lesnar mark. I think Goldberg's run this time around has been pretty good. But I was never. I mean, I think he has charisma, but I just think that the way he was booked, he's nowhere near Lesnar. You know, like as far as like what he brings to the business, his his work rate. His character, sure. Uh, the phenomenon of like Lesnar, the the actual like uh, the actual athletic talent outside of wrestling. So I, I don't get it. I, I don't think Goldberg even looks like he used to look. I mean, I think he looks good for an old guy. This is the body shaming night for me? this guy. I don't yeah, know. I mean, look. look I, well, the, I guess look I understand. I, I woke. I, I'm pre pre diabetic. I get that. <laughs> but 
Diabetic adjacent. Yeah, I'm diabetic adjacent. It's the saddest adjacent. Yeah, that was. No, I'm bummed out. I, I don't understand. I guess what they have. You think they're gonna get? A, we're gonna get a rematch? Somebody told who said Battle of the Spears at WrestleMania. I said that last you week, but that. I don't. I mean, that's just rumor. Goldberg right, and Reigns. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Roman Reigns is no, spirit. No, Rhino and Goldberg. People. Yeah. Rhino and Goldberg. I would take Reigns' spear because he almost killed Shane McMahon today. So Yeah, oh, I would too. I mean, that was a great Schilling, spot. what do you think about that main event? Well, first of all, I think it was the best possible match you could have between two guys who are part-time wrestlers. Goldberg hasn't wrestled get, the match in, in 12 years. For the whole, for the whole first two minutes of how, or out of the two and a half that that match lasted, we were on the edge, edge of our seats here. Like that was, It was yeah. a very good, perfect booking for that first the little The crowd encounter. was hot. They were responding the way that I'm sure Vince McMahon wanted them to, where Goldberg was a clear babyface in the situation. There was that... WrestleMania feeling that, like we said on, on the pod we did when we were doing the commentary sure. over WrestleMania 20, that was missing from that first match. It was there tonight, uh, but we never had either one of them exposed. Nobody looked stupid, except for, I guess, Brock Lesnar. Well, was real stupid. Uh, but he, the, here's the storyline. The, the thing that I think they're setting up, and, and Steve, I think you alluded to this earlier tonight. That Bad boy this Steve Kazee. This isn't, yeah, Mr. Mr. Heel over here, <laughs> Steve Kazee. This is not the last one. This is just the beginning of a story that will end up culminating at WrestleMania. Yeah. The, the story is now Goldberg has Brock Lesnar's number. Goldberg is a true superhero. That At the end of the day, he's going to lose to Brock Lesnar. Um, but he had to uh, reestablish himself as a monster in order for that final match, that real blow-off, to have any power. Steve? I will say either that or, or, or Brock is being punished. <laughs> yeah, for either something. that. That's the thing. <laughs> either that or, or Brock Lesnar is being punished. I think that's what we all. That's it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I said it was going to be a long, sloppy match, and it was anything but. Goldberg looked really fucking good yeah. in 30 seconds. I don't know how he can hold up over 20 minutes, but I, I mean. He never has had to. That's the nice thing about Goldberg's character. Right. It's always like quick and easy, yeah. right? But I. I I, I have always sort of felt like we were going to do a build-up to WrestleMania um, because I think, like, that's the biggest stage, and you see by the reaction that this got just for Survivor Series, like, they pump this thing the way they do for WrestleMania. It's just going to be a huge draw for them. Um, I, I, you know, look, man, Goldberg has, like, got a thing right now. He's, like, people want it. Maybe it's the whole Mimba Berries, like, South Park nostalgia world we're living in. But, like, people want to see that guy right sure. now. And he looks great. Like, he's not as big as he used to be, but he's fucking like, I'd pay a million dollars to look like that when I'm that age. When, I, when you're that age, I'd, I'd pay a million dollars to look like that right now. The, right. I think that that's, I mean, yeah, the flashback thing is really real. I mean, it's, uh, you, you know that WWE has, you know, Vince McMahon has on his desk right now the complete, like, the pre, all the pre-sales from WWE 2K17, which features... Yep. Goldberg in the in all the promo campaign and and Brock Lesnar prominently, but you know they know they they if, and I'm sure that they've seen a lot of just in the hype that he's brought the company since he came back. Yeah, uh, I, I have like uh, heard people talking about this event, like outside, which normies? I usually don't do. Normie, well, you know, like fan adjacent. You yes. know what I mean? Not to keep uh, borrowing from cheapy terminology, but that's fine. I, I will say this: that like it is kind of a giant fuck you to all the other wrestlers. Because Brock Lesnar uh, destroyed Dean Ambrose, beat uh, soundly Randy Orton. Yeah, has like legitimate. Uh, yeah, like hasn't really taken a didn't take a pin to Reign, threw Seth Rollins around, beat Cena, 
But every time, but who's the guy who he gets jobbed out to? Besides it's a part. T- it's the ultimate part timer. Yeah. You know, a guy that hasn't been here in 12 years. Uh, in twelve years. Yeah. yeah. And he beat him like that. And arguably, Goldberg probably still not one of the most popular guys in the back. <clears throat> I can't, oh, I I can't imagine I mean, I, there's like. I bet Seth. I mean, Seth Rollins probably had a Bill Goldberg poster on as well. I mean, this is like it's been pretty, so yeah, long. The young generation, like yeah, they probably not. like were all those WCW guys. You know, I mean, look. The thing you have to remember is Goldberg, for better or for worse, was always built as the indif- like the undefeated, indestructible monster long before there was ever a Brock Lesnar. Sure. Like he was the phenomenon. He was the guy. And it was hokey, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was 178 and no, and 230 and no. Like, you know, it was like all these made up numbers. But the fact of the matter is, you established that as his role. And now here we are 20 years later, and the guy came in and laid like two really great spears and put him in a jackhammer, and that was a wrap. And he, he conquered this thing that has been conquering every other star. So it's the only real way to tell Goldberg's mythology in I a agree. way. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because you do have to reboot him a little bit for the younger gener- for the new generation. Right. Or fully reboot him. Um, yeah. And, and, and you're, I mean, you're, we've all, you all made the point that, that, you know, clearly there's no explanation for this that doesn't involve the WrestleMania rematch. Something, or, you yeah. know, whatever. Or the maybe the Royal Rumble rematch and then the WrestleMania rematch. Um, and this definitely sets the stage. You know, we're, if this was Act 1, then that's fine. Like, as with so many of these WWE pay-per-views, we get a little bit overstimulated, a little bit, we, we hype ourselves up about it before it happens, thinking that every night is going to be the blow-off of our dreams or whatever. This is clearly just phase one in a longer story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, was, it was certainly an interesting choice, um, but the crowd popped. I popped. Uh, I've gotten more tweets just saying WTF than anything funny. I've any reaction, to anything funny I, I've I, said, or like what any yeah. other question people have. People are people are interested, you know. And if if regular folks or former fans of the Attitude Era are talking about it, and this <clears> is enough for people to be like, "Holy shit!" You know, Brock Lesnar just took a pin in 30 seconds. Now, could they have done the same story with Finn Balor and had that bit, you know, save that shocking win? I mean, yeah, that's that's a that, that's something down the road. But I thought this was. We're, I'm stunned. I'm still in shock here. I might change my mind. But I mean, this I know was we, all, we all do get a little like ahead of ourselves at the end of pay-per-views. I'm very guilty of that. But there's no way that Lesnar loses in that way if it's not a setup to something else. Yeah. Sure. Like that was an like if we're talking, you know, outside of the realm of reality. In reality, that's an embarrassing loss. Right. You know, right. if that was an MMA loss, sure, he would be done. Plus, Ronda Rousey it's losing. Ronda Rousey last losing fight. to Holly Holm. But, yeah. but yeah. that that rematch is going to be money mm-hmm. if that ever happens. I think what you're seeing is a UFCification of the way that they're telling their stories. Totally agree. Yeah. As opposed to like we're going to do all the a schmas, we're going to have a run in or whatever. He's just going to squash him. People are going to be shocked. It's going to be the talk of social media, which it is. And then we're going to do it again. Yeah. And people are going to be even more invested to see what Lesnar does to come back from this. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, I think it's, it, it's going to be a great story if they tell it properly going forward. <sighs> to me, yeah, it's I'm a win, in the win minority here. You're, you're just really sad. You're just and you're too never much. Gonna, you're just too you're much not, of a Lesnar. Know, yeah, you're you're so like, I'm but, too much of a smart mark. Yeah, yeah so but as exactly a Lesnar right. fan, you have to look ahead at like what the reclamation program will be for Lesnar. Like he, his, you've gone Probably about as far as you can go. You can go with him. He's just been dominating everybody. And now I, he's I finally like that had his ass I'd rather that was somebody else besides Goldberg. Right. I guess I, I'd rather it was, uh, you know, like Rusev or like somebody like, I feel like who earned it. Or Samoa Joe, have sure. Joe come in there 
or Nakamura or somebody like who's going to be around longer. But, but rather than Goldberg's bullshit generic speeches of like, I'm here to for you to believe in heroes again, and well, in his, in his defense, break. I've been wanting to believe in heroes again for some time. I just think there's more mainstream attention if it's Goldberg versus if it's Finn Balor or if it's Rusev or if it's anybody. This yeah, is the thing that gets on stars anymore. That's the they problem. Don't. They don't. You're 100 percent right about that. Listen, like, the, gotta, they have no concept of long game because they have like two pay per views a month. You know, they're always I, like quick fix, quick, quick fix, turnaround. quick fix. Yeah. yeah. Well. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree and disagree with you. They don't have any concept of long game for the most part. Uh, you know, we were just we were just talking about that before about how Vince McMahon seems to think that there's a, that you know no, that fans are too dumb to remember, and that's you know that's the thing that we've heard from a lot of different directions. But I think that uh, that you know WWE does know that the multiple pay per views are a problem. It seems like they're gonna have they're gonna have fewer next year, and and I, you know I, I think that. They are building stars. I mean, we the, the match before that was, uh, you know, a five-on-five five match that was, you know, eight of the ten guys, every eight, yeah, eight of the ten people in the match are, are well, yeah, eight of the ten people in the match are like relatively young new stars that yeah. WWE has built that they certainly hope will be, you know, WrestleMania headliner caliber within the next year or two, yeah. right? I mean, it's they're they care. They just. You know, I, I honestly think that the UFCification comment that Dave made is, is dead on because it's the shockingness that makes you actually, you know, you're walking out of the bar, shaking your head, looking at your mm-hmm. friends and shrugging your shoulders, you know? I will say, if that match would have gone on for 25 minutes and Goldberg wins that match, we're not going to care about a WrestleMania rematch. Right. But right now, like, I'm going to yeah. want to see what Lesnar's going to I don't care so much that Goldberg won. I care that Lesnar lost in the way that he lost. That's the story to me. All right. Like, where do we go from there? Where Maybe do we I'm go? just too much of a mark. Huh? Maybe I'm just too much of a mark. Hey, listen, no one's ever going to hold that against you, man. You the, are wearing uh, a Lesnar t-shirt right so, now. So uh, let's, let's <laughs> take a step back and take a little bit of a broader look. Bill Simmons has chimed in again with some questions, <laughs> with some questions about the course of the night. Um, question number one. Is Shane McMahon alive or dead? <laughs> has, he was, has anybody been checking Reddit to find out if he's 100% uh, breathing when he walked out? He but, seemed to leave under his own power to some extent. I think it's like the Ultimate Warrior. Like there's been several Shane McMahons. So they don't, they <laughs> no, don't I, I think you mean Doink. Yeah. Uh, no, there were a lot. There, yeah, there, there's a lot of those rumors about the Warrior. Um, yeah, that was a really serious bump. We didn't quite give it to you know the 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 complete level of. Shock that it deserved as we were watching it. And it sounded god awful. Yeah, it lo- like something, he looked something smacked that shouldn't. I think have it looked smacked. like something was going on in their head. Maybe their heads. Yeah. His, well, his head definitely snapped back off of the mat. Yeah. Which doesn't have a ton of give, as as people, anyone who's taken a bump would would know. It's just like wood under there, plywood. Um, he was also just like, it, he wasn't selling. Shane McMahon doesn't sell that well, where he's just obviously like got someone's like strings on his arms and he's being moved around like a rag doll basically. He looks terrible. That was yeah. like one of those football hits where the guys like laying there sort of staring up at the sky and you're like, "Oh, he's going to be gone yeah. for the rest of the game." I mean, there were there were briefly rumors or, you know, there's there is there's been some talk of a Shane Brock Lesnar match, you know, in the in the future be it at WrestleMania or whatever else. That's not I'm happening not saying, now. I'm not saying those things are connected, but if there was but if they had planned for Shane versus Brock at WrestleMania, then maybe this go, then, you know, this Goldberg finish was was them realizing they needed a new opponent for for Lesnar at WrestleMania, um, and they're like doing the serious... deal right now, like making him sign the contract. <laughs> yeah. um, but, okay, number two, why, was that the WWE's revenge on Brock? That's one thing we really haven't discussed. That you know, Brock went to UFC to fight 
as you know, kind of, he he made that decision basically unilaterally from everything we've heard. He said, "I'm going to do this," and Vince McMahon, you know, will will say yes because he knows who you know where the money comes from or whatever. And uh, and then he he you know doubled down on his screwing them over by failing a drug test, you know, two drug tests for yeah. UFC. Um, I don't want to get. I don't want to bring you back into this no, sad, this, not, this dark do I spiral. Look sad? This is the king of sad <laughs> style over sad. here, ladies and gentlemen, as he's as he's widely known. What do you do? You Staying think home tonight, like in front of a Lesnar poster? Do you think that there was? A, do you think there was an element to, to WWE reminding Lesnar who's in charge tonight? No, because if they did that, they would have had him job against Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Solid yeah. point. Um, and I just I thought it was one one, and I just realized oh that's two zip. Yeah. yeah. Goldberg basically just has Lesnar's numbers, yeah. so. Even in a storytelling sense, why would you have an extra match? But I don't know. I, you know, I'm bummed out. I think that that's. I, I <laughs> you agree really with that. You really are sad. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What the hell? There, uh, I, I think that Dan's actually totally spot on. It's a very fun conspiracy theory, but it doesn't quite hold up under. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's uh, also too look. In the same way that Austin walked away, I have a feeling that Lesnar would be the kind of guy that walks away if he's not happy with the storyline. Like I don't think Lesnar's going to go out there and not for all the shit that Lesnar takes. He, mm-hmm. he he is a company man. He does what they tell him he's going to do. Yeah. You know, he goes through with the ending. He's willing to look like the weaker man in a sure. match between him and Goldberg. There was no sort of, like, bullshit about, like, oh, you know, I can't go out like that. Like, he just literally put his ass on a plate for Bill Goldberg. Yeah, I mean, I think and that's part of what, you know, when Goldberg, I mean, sorry, when Lesnar re-signed with WWE and there were all those rumors at that point that he was going back to UFC, it was clearly a very difficult decision for him. And I think that goes to what you're saying. Part of that decision was him reconciling to himself that he is not a pure athlete in the sense that he has control over his destiny inside the ring, inside the cage. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think, Dave? Did you have something you were going to say? I was going to say the, the money is remarkably easy for Brock Lesnar. That's the so thing. So to be like, I'm not going to do the job is would be short-sighted in yeah. some way. Because he has to know how many fights he has left in UFC. He's only got so many if he can go back. Wow. I mean, obviously with the, the PED bust and these yeah, things, he's not coming it's out. unlikely that he's going to yeah. come back. But so Strikeforce would love to have him. Or Bellator. Yeah, Bellator. Or but Bellator but it's, it's even more likely yeah. now that he's just going to be a WWE superstar. Um so there is no incentive for him to be difficult, buck the system. to buck the system, yeah. exactly. He's going to play the storyline as Vince McMahon sees it. And, yeah. And so I think the well, storyline is Speaking forward. about the lack of incentive, I mean, I used to always joke that uh, with Chris Jericho, that you could tell when he was about to get, this is back, This is not recent Jericho, but uh, like five years ago and before, you could always tell when he was about to get a title push because he would suddenly have abs. Like he would, like he would just, <laughs> he would, he, you could tell he'd been in the gym working really hard and then like inevitably a week later, he would just be, you know, he'd be, he'd, they'd announce him for a main event. Um, Brock Lesnar looked like the opposite of that. And I don't know if tonight. it's because he's actually on the, you know, he's, he's just cleaning up or what, but he, or maybe it's because they said, by the way, you know, you're going to lose in 23 seconds tonight or whatever, and he just decided to stay out of the gym for the for the several weeks before. But he looked like he, uh, like, you know, he wasn't trying to impress anybody. I don't think he looked significantly better at SummerSlam, though. I feel like he just has that that sort <laughs> of, like, Softer body. He's he's definitely reached the post post fuck giving stage of his career. Yeah, for better or for worse. I think yeah. that that makes him to be... that does make him scary. Regardless, one way or the other. Yeah. Um. That yeah. was a compliment for your man, man. for Lesnar. No, thank uh, you. Uh, I, I, I have a conspiracy theory that maybe what if they told him you're going to job this match and he's like, well, if it's the same amount of money, then fuck it, I want to be out of here in two minutes. So. 
That's it. Just also, make it that was, you know, there, that was yeah. I don't even know if that's a conspiracy theory. That was, that was the story of his match with Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania when I think he knew that he was going to go UFC, and Ambrose has implied that uh, that was the reason why the match was like 10 minutes long and nothing happened. So. It's because he was just like, hey, I didn't want to get hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lesnar's favorite thing to do, if you ever like hear, like, see the guy get interviewed or like watching it film, it's to sit on his farm with no one around and hunt animals. Yeah. So the fastest way he can get on a plane to the Yukon Territory or wherever the fuck he goes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question number three right. from Bill. We got we got two more. One. Why did Goldberg's son take his shirt off? <laughs> Some weird no Sandusky idea. shit. That's what it <laughs> yes. felt like. It felt no, really no, we're going in a weird direction. I, didn't, I, didn't I don't know. think that. Why are you taking his shirt off? I'm with Dan. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. I'm not saying that he I, was saying. It's a little bit strange coming from Bill his because his, 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 his son has his shirt off doing elbow drops on pillows oh, about 95% of the time. That's a great point. Oh. Um, kids who like wrestling should take their shirts off. That's what happens. They, you know. I he, never did. Even when I was 10, I had a terrible body. But I don't so. think I had any concept of what my body looked like when I was like seven years old. They were or body years. shaming me at school, is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. definitely. Like that, that sucks for you. You get uh, it. And that, <laughs> Shoemaker. And that's why. You, that's why you. Empathy. That's why you saw it. He just looks right back at the laptop when there's a uh, real moment. It like, sucks for you. All right. So Marty Jannetty <laughs> in 1994. Uh, <laughs> the um, okay, and the, and question number four. Actually, I love this question. Can't the shield just unite, reunite already? I think that it's a really interesting question only because, like, literally every time these guys appear together on screen and, any qu- and two of them or three of them, it's always about the shield. And I don't know if they need to reunite, but at some point we need to either get past the, like, the teases or just do it. Or do it, yeah. Yeah, because the, the, after the first time you reunite, it's diminishing returns. Like, the first time the NWO got back together after teasing that they were breaking up, sure. or DX or whatever, that first pop of their back is always so huge, but then the fifth time that there was another NWO, oh, yeah. it was like, Jesus Christ, enough already. So I that, think- was that, that was reunited though. The night they reunited for- Yeah, yeah but people wanted to come minutes. out from the, from the arena right. crowd and wear the vests. Yeah, and the vests have and the skull fucking Yeah, things. the dogs and stuff. Um, I, I th- every, every single time they're together, the pop is bigger, people are more invested in all three of those characters. It would be great money to see them do one more thing together. Yeah, I don't even know, I mean, I just kind of feel like we need to get it resolved a little bit. You know, I just want to see, I want to see them get together so that, like, maybe they just say one night only. Now you don't know, you know, you know it's always going to come back around. Right. But every time they're in these matches together now, it does feel like, like, oh, like it's, it's, now it's diminishing returns. It's like, it's before we even get there, we're just all going to be tired of it by the time that it happens. I say that. But like the fifteenth DX reunion, yeah. Yeah. But the fifteenth DX reunion, when they were just like fifty-year-old men selling glow sticks to little babies, was like that was still huge for WWE. I'm pretty sure I pissed myself at WrestleMania when DX and in the NWO like came out at uh, thirty-one. Yeah, Yeah. I lost my shit. And sure. they were all basically dead at that. But point. that's a little bit yeah. different. That X-Pac was all. That was all rough. a callback to the Attitude Era, yeah. even though they had reunited Shout since out then. Shout Sean. You're a good guy. Um, are you talking about Shawn Michaels? Shawn Sean Waltman. Waltman. Oh, okay. Xbox. Um, yeah, pack. we didn't. We didn't talk about Carmella taking the Bronco Buster from him tonight. There's a lot of stuff we haven't gotten around to talk about, but we are reaching the end of our time mm. here on Facebook Live and Periscope, and you know. Uh, hanging out at the Zuckerberg Ringer studio. Wants his ass. So let's talk about what'd you say? Zuckerberg wants to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he, he's got. Uh, I can't even. No make more jokes. fake news. No more fake sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's your joke. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> moving forward. You know we've been here for four hours. And- 
Shoemaker just like, shut yeah, up. Sure, okay. I, get, I, get, I get producers forward. in my ear yelling out. I, know, I understand how Michael Cole feels now, exactly. okay? This is insanity. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, the, the way forward. Now, there have been rumors about a uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns program at, at uh, what's it called? Uh, Roadblock? Roadblock. Roadblock. Uh, also, also similar uh, uh, Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho uh, rumors. Who knows if that's true? But what do we know? Um, setting all that aside, or or including that, whatever. What what, what do we feel like moving forward from here? Um, I think it's safe to say that we haven't seen the end of Goldberg Lesnar. Um, it's very safe to say that. It it very well may be that there's something else happens in between now and the next time they come into contact with one another. Um, we had some debate as to whether or not Goldberg is a Raw specific star because he's because he's been on Raw, but um, you know that'll be an interesting question going forward too. Um, but uh, here's what we do know. The cruiserweight division is for now still on Raw, mm -hmm. so no, uh, nothing happening there. Um, and the, uh, the tag team division, did we, is there anything to be taken from that match? The tag team division is in a shambles. Yep. That's, that's it. I mean, we it's, have the Usos. The Usos won that match, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so I, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Cesaro, Cesaro, oh, yeah. Cesaro, Sheamus. Sheamus. Goldberg but the Usos were the last, man, the last man standing on the SmackDown side were the Usos. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro versus the New Day may again. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, the first interesting thing that happens is, is I mean, that we know is Charlotte and Bailey yeah. are, are going to be feuding moving forward on the... Uh, on the women's side, that I'm I'm totally down for that. I see that Sasha Banks is out. The big well, yeah. I mean, I think the real question is how, uh, like, how far forward this goes, and I'm sure they don't even know the answer yet. Um, a lot of the things we saw tonight were probably setups or attempted setups for things that'll last through WrestleMania. Yeah, don't you feel like the it's it's sort of like Christmas. Uh, it gets earlier every year, and yeah. I feel like the road to WrestleMania now starts the day after SummerSlam. It yeah. just sort yeah. of starts to feel I, that. I think like, I, I actually probably I feel like I've written that before, but it's totally true. Just because it's because uh, we've gotten to the point where when the Royal Rumble happens, with the exception of that one slot, we already have a WrestleMania card because they're already selling tickets for WrestleMania. Right. They're already like you know there's posters up outside of Orlando where like, wherever they're having it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're promoting it in NXT when we went there. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, they, you do it, it does you know the the, the tail does get longer and longer, um, but at the same time. It wouldn't shock me if, you know, the women's match at WrestleMania was a triple threat. Or I mean, there's, there are other ways to go. Um, let's see. And then uh, on, the men's, on, the, on the men's side, we got, uh, we talked about Dean Ambrose versus The Undertaker being a potential feud going forward based on The Unders <clears throat> Undertaker's promo. The Wyatt family is a force to be reckoned with. Looks like it, yeah. I'm sure Michael Cole has used that phrase at some point over the course of tonight, or, or he will tomorrow. Uh, or I guess it's Tuesday night, more or well. But the, I mean... Is there anything else to be taken away from that men's 5 on 5 match? Things that you're looking forward to? Uh, things that we can predict for the future? That to me was the, the least predictable moving forward. Everything else, to, to me tonight, was about all the people who didn't win. Like it felt to me like this was an evening about who's getting buried for the next few months going into WrestleMania. Right. That men's match didn't really have that clarity to me. Because I thought they all pretty much, they shone in their spots and... It feels like, you know, SmackDown is still going to have the same vibe with AJ and Dean sort of going at it. Sure. Raw's still going to have KO and Roman and Seth in the mix. 
But like the women's match, it, it, Sasha Banks seems like she's buried. Becky Lynch, where's Becky Lynch in this picture? She took now a pin on early SmackDown? too. Yeah. You know? So what do you have? You have Nikki Bella and Alexa Bliss, and maybe Natalia. But Car- I mean, it's just there's no clarity to me, and so many people got buried tonight that I just don't know how you continue to build them up. I don't know. Do they make it? Does it did feel like that? Whatever the results were changed a million times before. Sure. But, I mean, not for the Goldberg match. It seems like that they knew they had a definite direction they wanted to go with that. But well, all the Survivor Series matches. Even that, I mean, we, one of the things that's always sort of, that's always, you know, subtly entertaining to me is that there is this real calculus that goes on backstage when they're booking these shows. And I think for, uh, for you know, for the most part, it's probably smart rules of thumb to keep in mind. You don't want heels to win every match on a pay-per-view. You right. know, you gotta and you gotta maybe space out the babyface wins, the heel wins, so the crowd mm-hmm. kind of goes up and down a little bit. A lot of times, you gotta send the crowd home happy. You know, with a big with a big babyface win. Tonight was a good example of that. But then also on a night like tonight, they're dealing with this calculus of well, Raw can't get all the wins. SmackDown has to win some, or like. And then right. even within the big matches, who looks good? How do the various brands look? They've they, we've seen them walking this ridiculous tightrope for the past several months. Mm-hmm. Where Raw is clearly the flagship, but SmackDown, but they, but the shows have to discuss each other as if they're on par. Then Daniel Bryan goes and cuts massive workshop promos on Talking Smack, yeah. uh, and then Raw pretends like he doesn't exist. It, anyway, the whole point is tonight. I think you're right. You change one little thing, you know, it, it, with the booking. If they decide that that, that the main event went just is going to go two minutes instead of five minutes, and that trickles down butterfly effect to the whole card, and you just feel like you don't know, like it's all just so helter skelter. Yeah. Well, it, it, the show definitely was short, right? It was not the four hours. Part of that, though, was then tricking you into thinking that was going to be a longer main event. Right. That's a weird decision in and of itself, but you know, it was effective. They can do that because it's the network. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest is this the was that main event the biggest shocker since WrestleMania 30? Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. I, I thought you were going to make a joke just then. I was just waiting to figure out what... No, Dave, what, uh, so, I sometimes have an opinion. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have an I opinion. Think, I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything. The, I mean, the Rollins cash-in at WrestleMania was kind of a big deal. Right. But it wasn't... Kind of, it was in the it, realm. Yeah, it was in the realm, but it wasn't that, possible. The Rollins cash-in was a, like, holy shit, and then you're high-fiving your friends. Yeah. But, but it wasn't head, shocking. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the, yeah, you're right. Lesnar, Undertaker, and Tonight were both just... Like, just silence. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, people were pumped at that event. It did not seem like people were bummed out at all. People no. were excited. No, but and I, people, think, people, I think that this is going to, despite the fact that the tweets keep coming in and they all say WTF, um, I think that, that this, you know, I mean, like I said, tomorrow I might have a different opinion. I think this trickles down to being a net positive for WWE because once you, I mean, the disappointment's going to last until you wake up in the morning, but but the the weirdness of it. For some of us, the, it lasts way longer than that. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, I do think the WTF goes either way, yeah. too. You know, it's like, holy fuck, what a great ending, or holy fuck, what was that? I don't and think well, any time that people are having that extreme of a reaction, one way or the other, it's a positive, it's a I, net positive for them. I totally agree with you. I also think, you know, as a wrestling fan over the age of, 25 like we're I think we all we're all in a sort of the older demographic the sort of we are we are smarks by default at this mm-hmm, point and you mm-hmm. just can't do it it's nice to be able to just tell yourself that anything can happen when we were kids that was the catchphrase of Tuesday Night Titans or whatever that was just like anything can happen and it usually does that means a whole lot to a six-year-old but when you get to be 30 
you know exactly what's going to happen. Even if you could, even if you you know are not predicting it to a T. Like at the end of the day, the general you, idea. Yeah. you know yeah. what's going to happen. It's nice to have these moments where like you are really really surprised. Yeah. It reminded me of how I felt uh, after Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble in '92. Of like when I was whatever age that was, uh, eight or something. I was like, oh my god. This guy, yeah, because he was a heel and he was the number three entrant, and it was it felt improbable to me having only watched maybe four years of wrestling tops, probably three or two, right? Because um, I'm never surprised, like you said. There's never a moment where I really feel like I'm a mark again, and I screamed. I was like pushing you a little bit and clapping and doing the things that I haven't felt compelled to do by this product in a long time. I just turned 41 three weeks ago, and I screamed in a studio full of men, Jackhammer! <laughs> like, as loud yeah. as I could, because yeah. I was like, could not believe it was yeah, I think a lot of people watching this probably felt the same way. Um, Dan, are you going to be all right? I, I, I guess I'm in the minority on this. We, I mean, uh, you know, wrestling continues to surprise me and break my heart. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want to keep watching, you can go to Facebook.com slash King of Sad Style and watch Dan cry in his bathtub for the rest of the night. Uh, Can I just stay here while the light? I just imagine you guys leaving and then the lights just shut down. Slowly coming down. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Sorry. I hope that, uh, I, I hope that, that, you know, you guys were had as much fun as we did and that you were, that you were as surprised as we were. And I hope that, you know, that Keeping It 1600 is filmed in the same studio. And I, I'm sure that the emotions on election night were running a little bit higher than they are right now. Uh, but, but, for but for nerds like more for nerds like us, tonight was an important night, and it really was shocking. Yeah. And uh, and and I hope that we I hope you had fun listening to us talk our way through it. Tonight he, we did a little run in on the sixteen hundred podcast and like smacked him in the back of the head with a chair. Exactly. Favreau, Favreau got a chair shot. Right we had, we had, we, it was a really uncomfortable forty five minutes of us cranking the even at sixteen hundred signs down <laughs> and spray painting the masked man show all over things. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you want to you want to plug anything? You have any parting shots? Anything like that? Uh, I'd just like to plug whatever Dan St. Germain's doing for the next couple of months. Go check him out. <laughs> yeah, that was the weirdest face turn. That was a face turn. Yeah. Or like, it's like I'm gonna uh, get halfway through my and then the chair is gonna go. Yeah, 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 the barber shop. Yeah, it's that weird plate glass window. I don't have anything to plug. All right, cool. Well, guys, check out the Masked Man Show. This is probably the podcast for this week, but you can hit us on Twitter. I'm at David Shoemaker. D.S. If you're in New York December 28th, I'm recording uh, an hour at the Stand Comedy... Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm uh, recording an hour at the Stand Comedy Club at 10, December 28th. Go check it out. Wow, that sounds awesome. Uh, at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. And he's Steve Kazee. Uh, I'm at Leather Daddy. <laughs> or, or at, what is it, Silver Lake? What is it? Silver, Silver, Silver Lake, Lake Heartthrob. Heartthrob. At Silver Lake Heartthrob you on gotta, Twitter. You better Man. reserve that right now. There's some more tweeting from it. Guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks to The Ringer uh, and, and, and everybody else for making this happen. And um, we'll do it again sometime. Have a good night, humanoids.